This is Stu Epperson from the Truth Talk Podcast, connecting current events, pop culture, and theology. And we're so grateful for you that you've chosen the Truth Podcast Network. It's about to start in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, and please share it around with all your friends. Thanks for listening, and thanks for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Coming to you from an entrenched barricade deep in the heart of Central North Carolina. Masculine Journey After Hours. A time to go deeper and be more transparent on the topic covered on this week's broadcast. So sit back and join us on this adventure. The Masculine Journey After Hours starts here now. Welcome to Masculine Journey After Hours. We are really glad that you're with us today. And we have just an amazing topic that we're talking about. We're talking about going on a wild goose chase. Well, no, not really. We're, we're, what you would think is talking about a wild goose chase is probably like a waste of time or something that was just a lot of effort for not a big payoff, that type of thing. What we're talking about is chasing the wild goose, right? And so that is an old term uh, from a long time ago. That's why it's an old term. Uh, <laughs> from, from, from the Sorry, I lost my train of thought. From, from the uh, Celtic people. It, when they would call the Holy Spirit the wild goose because he was untamed, unpredictable, uh, led him on adventures, right? You know, and so that's what they used as a symbol. And so we're talking about Holy Spirit adventures today. And we, we started that on the first show, and several of us talked about that. And we're continuing on the uh, after hours. And so, Robbie, you're, you're up next with your story of uh, a clip and adventure. So you would think that I would do something from Top Gun, you know, because talk to me, Goose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it also it occurs to me that, you know, the, the nice thing about, you know, a wild goose chase, it has to do with sticking your neck out. I'm just saying, you know, you, you, you're a lot more prepared. Just had to go there. But anyway... <laughs> Anything from the girls section over there? Yeah, <laughs> Carolina girls over here. We're, we're you know sitting there smiling at me. I don't know. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so so my clip is actually from the movie Harriet, which she is a um, runaway slave, and so this is sort of a montage where you you hear your three different times in the movie. At first, she's getting instructions from somebody in the Underground Railroad on how to get gone. Um, and, and she, you know, she's really risking her life. And, and she gets some phenomenal counsel, most of which is trust God, trust the Holy Spirit. And then listen closely to the, the next little part, because you'll hear her say there's danger ahead. She's, if, if you watch the movie, She's coming up to a place, and all of a sudden, you could just tell she stops because she knows there's some danger there. Obviously, the wild goose has given her that piece of information, and then they're going like, well, now where do we go? And she goes left. And so she starts to walk, and she doesn't go terribly far, and she says, here's where we cross. Well, you'll hear in the clip, you know, several people get upset because they can't swim. But in order to get to freedom, you know, they got to swim. And so she is praying as she's going out in the water, and you'll hear the prayer that she, that she utters right at the point that the water's at her chin, right? And if you've ever been on one of these wild goose chases and you got your neck stuck way out because you're trying to keep your head above water, okay, you, you get the whole idea. What a remarkable prayer she does. And then once she gets freedom— 
like so many I've known at boot camp, right? Then, you know, once you get that taste in your mouth, you, you want everybody to have it. And so you can hear her passion to send other people on this same adventure. Go ahead and play. There's not much time. It's near midnight. You got to be miles away from here for dawn. Now I need you to remember what I tell you. Can you do that? Yes, sir. Fear is your enemy. Trust in God. We can't go this way. There's danger. God say which way we can go? Left. What now? We cross. I can't swim. Me neither. Robert, get a baby. Isaac, help Miss Lucy. Yeah. Junior, help Jane. Father. Rivers of living water flow through me. Lord, help me cross. Lead me through. They groans and they sighs. I seen their tears, and I would give every last drop of blood in my veins to free them. So I ain't giving up. I'm gonna do what I gotta do. Go wherever I gotta go. However I gotta do it. To free as many slaves as possible. So the neat thing, from my perspective, is in Romans uh, chapter 8, and when it gets into 26-ish, right before Romans eight twenty-eight, it says that the Holy Spirit groans for us because, you know, we're longing for home. Like Sam had mentioned, our souls, everything about them is longing for home, but the Holy Spirit knows the parts in us that need freedom, that, that need um to be made into the likeness of his son. So if you follow that in Romans 8, it, it then says, right, those he foreknew, he predestined to become, the destination was to become made into the likeness of his son, meaning that they would actually have a home, right? And those he, this is cool, those that he predestined, right, he called, like, Moses, Moses, right? And the Holy Spirit, it calls. And those he called, he justified, right? And he's, he's going to make them clean. And, and so, you know, for me, for actually a number of years, I switched the way I did my quiet time to always being a wild goose chase. In other words, every single day <laughs> of my life, I'm like, God, where are we going? Where where do you want to take me in your word? What what's what's Where's my next step? I'm just like... Harriet there in the water, and I feel like I'm over my head to some extent, but where do you want to go? And he's taken me on amazing adventures, and lately, um, it's been in memorizing scripture, and he had me memorize the 13th Psalm, the 16th Psalm, and then all of a sudden he puts the grandmama on me of 119, and I can remember wading off into that water saying, Lord, you, you do know I'm 66 years old, and the memory is just not what it once, what, you know, we're talking about. 
But I can honestly tell you right this minute, I think I'm at verse 136. And I, I not only have it, but when, when I had COVID last week, I wrote it out. Okay. 130 some odd verses. Um, and understand that's completely, uh, it's completely a wild goose chase because if you've ever done that kind of scripture memory, the, the Holy Spirit gives you the next line. If you're just quiet and you listen, you're sitting there, you got your pen in your hand, and here it comes. And, and he's given it to you. And, and, and in that hiding his word in your heart, you now have a place to hide like you've never had in your life. And, and, and you have a home like you've never had in your life because every single letter is literally the face of God. You see, in the 119th Psalm is 22 Hebrew letters that are giving you eight verses on each of those letters to show you, like, you want to hang out with God some? Like, man. And so, you know, from my perspective, um, you're in over your head, but there's freedom. It's unbelievable. Um, And there you go. Thanks, Robbie. So, Harold, over to you for an adventure story. What do you have for us? Well, some years back, uh, our little congregation over in Moxville was helping support a, a missionary effort down in Guyana. And uh, our son Brad was the, the deacon of missions. And I don't know exactly where it came up, but he decided that we needed to go down there. So a dozen of us went down to do some door knocking, conduct a vacation Bible school for kids, and have preaching sessions at night. And uh, so we board up the plane and we get down there. And we get up on this van and a guy that had some kind of idea that that he should be replacing Mario Andretti. (laughs) They're driving on the wrong side of the road at night, two lane roads, pigs, cows, goats, whatever, wandering all over the road, and he is flying down that road. And I'm sitting there, and I used to drive pretty fast myself. I was scared to death. I was like Tyler in that plane. (laughs) Then we spend the night in a motel, and we get on the biggest river next to the Amazon, the Escofero River. I can't say it, Escoquerbo River. It sounds different than it's spelled, but it's the second largest river in South America. And so we're on these speedboats. We're we're beaming up that river, just flying, bouncing and stuff. Then we're there for a week, and uh, after we'd been there a couple of days, uh, I realized that I was not doing what I needed to do. If you look on the, the, the globe, Guyana is pretty close to the equator. It was hot as rip. I'm sweating like crazy first day or so. But I'm not going to the bathroom. I was not drinking anywhere near enough water. But we were able to conduct a successful VBS, and it was just amazing. And uh, I fell in love with the second girl to my wife, little 
about 10-year-old black girl. And uh, she was the sweetest, cutest little thing you ever want to see. And we got real close uh, during the course of that VBS. And uh, we ended up uh, having a a really eye-opening experience. It taught me the things that I complained about were so inconsequential. When you see little children walking across the road to this drainage ditch with buckets to get water out of scum-covered mess with goats walking around in it, you realize just how blessed you are to be able to turn on the water and get clean drinking water. We saw in a canal that the British had built many years before for irrigation purposes, people out in there uh, swimming, brushing their teeth, washing their hair, all in the same place. And uh, so anytime we get to feeling sorry for ourselves, we need to look at the rest of the world. It'll open your eyes. Thank you, Harold. I appreciate that. Rodney, you had some time to think since the last show on part of an adventure you'd like to share with us? Well, when you don't get the answer right, Sam, makes you come back up to the front of the classroom. You know, it is. It is exactly that. <laughs> yeah. The the biggest one for me is when I had the, my breakthrough on my wound. And I can remember that camp just, I was praying going into it that I could get some breakthrough in this area. And I was praying heavily. And at camp, this was about the, uh, I don't know if it was the second or third, you know, quiet time that we had to go off and uh, be silent with God. And then it finally just was that flood that kind of came through and I got my notebook and I'm writing and I'm writing and I'm writing. I'm like, oh, so this is where I've held and kept things to myself and I haven't let them out and that <clears throat> finally led to me understanding and being able to pull out of myself with you know the leading of the Holy Spirit to say Rodney you're you don't open up you don't do a lot of these things because basically you have the feeling that you are just not accepted by your father that there's so many other things that were so more important more important than me and he he just had a whole litany of you know i just had paragraphs of kind of just just writing because it was like robbie was talking about earlier you know it it just kind of flows out of you like he was writing the 119th psalm and it's just it was just flowing out of me i i i wasn't really thinking and analyzing i was just writing and it was just coming out and that's what I like about getting away at boot camps because honestly, I don't have those same experiences when I'm not at a camp because I am too busy in my own life. Mm-hmm. I don't have time to just set aside and go, okay, I've got a whole day. I'm going to listen to some talks and now I'm giving a talk here. And so there's certain things I've concentrated on for that day or something, but there is so much time to just walk with God and just, you know, shut the mouth and open the two ears. And that's what I really like about it is the time to listen. Mm-hmm. And if you can listen and be attentive, that's like Jim was talking about. You can, you can hear God, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, 
that's one of the greatest things because I know then then that kind of led to Robbie with understanding another one of his wounds that he had, and I was finally getting a wound of my own kind of flushed out because other stuff had come before that was just eh, yeah, there, it's that's there, but there was there was something yet that I knew was deeper, and it was just nice to have that come out and be able to actually then you know now you can live with dealing with it and know that it's there. Mm-hmm. And so when it pops up and it starts to give you trouble, all right, I can deal with it. Satan, you're not going to have that power over me anymore. Yeah. Thank you. Very good story. But I just mm-hmm. want to say it's it's Andy's birthday week. Happy birthday, Andy. Yeah, you're not supposed to do that, man. Why? There's no rules. I don't know, but I don't remember calling anybody else's birthday out. Well, I'm so. just chasing, chasing. I appreciate the, it, Sam. Thank you for happy chasing birthday. Chasing the wild goose. He's, he's <laughs> Andy. Well, true. Yeah. True. You owe me for taking the pressure off of you being the girl. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I appreciate you. that, Jim. Yeah, well, yeah. Andy, we can go ahead and get to your clip now that you're mad at me for saying happy birthday somehow. <laughs> I don't know how that works. Appreciate it, Sam, really. Right. Sincerely. So uh, this clip uh, is from um, Field of Dreams. And if you don't know the story, there's this uh, uh, corn farmer in Iowa who begins to hear voices, and um, he's got a situation where he's really having a trouble paying for his farm, and and so these voices are leading him. They're very weird, and they tell him, lead him to go to different cities, and he has these interactions with these people, which were like angels almost. And um, his dad had been a baseball player, and and as he started hearing this, there was one message that uh, said go the distance and then there was another message that said build it and he will come and finally as the story goes through you have to go back and watch the movie but as you go into the story or it gets deeper into it essentially the guidance is to build a field uh, to play baseball and you know it's a, a um, extensive setup here but I wanted to really give the background to it and really, the whole movie, this is just the trailer, and, and I did this because there's so much to the movie, but essentially is you can see in the movie that there's such a leading from the spirit. I have just created something totally illogical. That's what I like about If you build it, he will come. If you build it, he will come. If you build what, who will come? Insane. I hate it when that happens. Me too. Who's hearing voices? Ray is. <laughs> I think I know what if you build it, he will come means. Ooh, why do I not think this is such a good thing? Daddy, there's a man out there on your lawn. Are you a ghost? What do you think? You look real to me. Hi. You couldn't see it. This is really interesting. You believed in the magic. It happened. Isn't that enough? Annie, it's more than that. I feel it as strongly as I've ever felt anything in my life. There's a reason. Go the distance. Did you hear the voice, too? Did you hear it? Go the distance. Yes. Our grave is dead. He died in 1972. Are you Moonlight Graham? No one's called me Moonlight Graham in 50 years. Unbelievable. It's more than that. It's perfect. You build a baseball field in the middle of nowhere and you sit here and you stare at nothing. This field, this game, it's a part of our past, Ray. It reminds us of all that once was good. Hey! 
this heaven? No. It's Iowa. Sometimes, when you believe the impossible, the incredible comes true. Field of Dreams. So the field that he was building for wasn't like, you know, people of that day. It was from these pr- past baseball players, kind of a time travel thing. But um, the whole thing was that home at thing. I mean, his dad, he he actually played catch with his dad and stuff. So it was just a, what I felt like was the whole thing of going from city to city as he as he was being led by the spirit in this in this movie. But you know, just um, just some of my story uh, around adventure. I think uh, a lot of guys have heard it from the in the boot camp. I talk about how I felt like in 2015. God was leading me into another career, and I was that guy, you know, sitting home and watching TV. Not that I quit watching TV, but <laughs> I was. That's about the extent of my life. That didn't work, and I, I, I wanted something different. And that job change led into a lot of opportunities. Of first of all, of of being coming part of this band of brothers, but then you know, I, it really gave me an opportunity to do a lot of travel. And in that travel, sometimes you just felt like you were just out there doing what you doing your job. But it led me to across the path of a lot of different people. But it also gave me opportunity to do some personal travel. I tell, you know, a lot of times in the boot camps, just what God allowed me to do on some of the adventures, some of the places I got to go and visit it. And it was like a one-on-one with the Holy Spirit of the Father and how God led me into some things. But you know, from a missional standpoint of feeling like I was doing something for the kingdom, you know, being given direction on this wild goose chase was, you know, I've t- told a story about last fall or the fall of 2020 um, when it was, you know, election time. And I just felt like it was a critical time in our uh, our uh, nation and went to D.C. I think four times just for different prayer walks and stuff and you know I, a lot of us probably think well shoot you know <laughs> your prayers must have not done, done too well because the country's a mess right now but i really believe god birthed something in me and birthed it in other people i've seen a lot of positive things um i know it changed me and it given me more of a burden for our nation and it was just one of those things that as i look back i really wouldn't have told you i mean i felt like I would be sitting at home and I have like no time. I mean, it's like Friday and he's like, go. And I think there's a, the important part of that is he, it was like your presence makes a difference. When when they were looking for praying for revival in Israel, if you go back in the Bible, they came to Jerusalem to pray. So, you know, it was just that um, was a really exciting time for me. And, um, and, and I think, again, I grew and, and it's just – I don't know. It's just what I felt he led me on. Well, thanks, Andy. <clears throat> One of the, um, as I was looking back at some of the things, either the clip or your adventures, just if you could sum it down into one word, and these are the one words, you know, freedom, right? The Holy Spirit led mm-hmm. to freedom, um, to calling, right? Mm-hmm. To understanding more about what I'm supposed to do in this next season of my life. Um, you know, in the movie... Field of Dreams, if you build it, he will come. Who comes? His dad. The yeah. father. Yeah, right, the right? father. So the Holy Spirit leads us to the father. Yes. Mm-hmm. Your adventure story is about sonship. You know, yeah. when you really get to it, it's yeah. about God fathering you. So that, it was an adventure with the father. It's calling you home. 
the Holy Spirit brings you to a place that you feel like home, <clears throat> perspective slash contentment. Mm-hmm. You know, understanding that, you know, my situation isn't nearly that bad. That, you know, there are people that have it a lot worse. And so having this place of contentment that we're called to have. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's a big difference between contentment and satisfaction. Right? Mm-hmm. That's another topic. Yeah. But this is contentment, even if you're not satisfied. Right? At the time. And then my phone just locked up on me. I can't get to the last <laughs> one. <laughs> Here it is. Uh, healing. Mm-hmm. Right, the Holy Spirit calls us to a place of healing, understanding our wounds, and that's just some some of the many adventures that He takes us on as as we chase the wild goose. Right? Any other thoughts that you guys have? Anything you'd like to share on the topic? Well, something I overlooked saying when I did mine because you had you had said it's going home, mm-hmm. and Carol and I went to Alaska. We were there seven months but have visited multiple times since then. We've got connections there that are permanent. And every time I land in Juneau, which is where we usually fly in, I feel like I've come home. Mm-hmm. So that was the first place God called us, and mm-hmm. he called us back. But it is going home. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Anyone else got anything you'd like to share? Andy? I just like the idea of what you were talking about as far as the, you know, the, the wild goose, because I just got out of the book of Acts, and that's nothing but wild goose all over that thing, you know? <laughs> There's not a whole lot of peace, and them sitting around saying, singing Kumbaya. They're under stressful situations. Paul's constantly trying to get to some place, and the enemy's trying to stop him. You know, the whole thing where, you know, he's, he's appealing to his Roman citizenship— and I don't even know if Paul really knew what was going on when he did that, but that was to get him to Rome to to, to preach to Caesar and the uh, you know the the Roman leadership. So you know just all the stuff, and of course the shipwreck, what he happened, what happens on Malta, that's an exciting book. And you know what I've always liked is Acts is one of the few books that don't have like a um, finish. You know, it doesn't come to come to an abrupt end. It's basically we're in Acts 29 now. So that's the way life should be to us if we're engaged in this wild goose chase. I think when you go back and you look just in Scripture, and, and I won't remember the two people's names, but the uh, the times that the Holy Spirit is just kind of up to something, takes people out of their comfort zone. There was a, the, the people that had to go talk to Saul at mm-hmm. the time, uh, the two people that were supposed to go talk to this guy that was a Christian killer. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. you know, and, oh, yeah. and it calls us repeatedly out of our comfort zone into a place for a better place for us, or a better place for someone else, mm-hmm. or both. Yeah, you know, and that's what's really cool is you can't follow the Holy Spirit and not have at least yourself be touched along the way into something really cool, and usually other people along with you that you may or may never know about. Yeah. Ananias, yeah. Ananias, thank yeah. you. Yeah, then I the, think the thing is too is 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 our hearts are made for that and we want to live a life of safety we've talked about it adventure many times that's not what way we were created and that's where the discontent comes that's where midlife crisis comes you know we're we're made for excitement and adventure and god leading that and we just don't participate and then we wonder why we want to go do something crazy and when you look at adventure there are times when it's let's say you by yourself with God. 
I mean, there's always somebody else there. There's the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are there with you. But most often your adventure is with others. God uses other people to come into your life and to call you out into something that you weren't expected to be into. And you're doing something new and different. And you're like, why am I here at this point in this time doing this? You look back a year or two later and you're like, oh, I was there so I could be here. Well, I don't know why I'm here because I don't know where I got to go next, but you leave it up to him. And that that part of adventure, when you can get to the point where you're trusting in it, and that's where, I, I, that's where I've really enjoyed Andy's stories because it's like, Lord, I trust you. Okay, I'm, I'm supposed to go here. I'm going there. And what all you get to find in that adventure. And then we have so many different adventures that we're, you know, we get at boot camps together as a team. There is stuff with families that we get to share with each other and do things and things that go on that that's where I think it's you just don't try to make it. Just feel the Holy Spirit and just go with where your conscience tells you, hey, that's something I really want to go do and try and go mm-hmm. do it. Thank you. Yeah. Uh you said one of my trigger words, Andy, so no, but it was a good Girl. thing. <laughs> girl. <laughs> That's gonna become one, I'm pretty sure, but it was not girl. Although a lot of girls, this is one of the things they want most and it makes me crazy because it's become such a mantra the last couple of years is safety. And I'm pretty sure that God never really promised anybody safety in the Bible. And uh, I stole a concept a couple of years ago, and this is on my wall. I reworded it so I liked it and put it on my wall, and it's still there in my office. And it basically says that the most dangerous place you will ever be safe is the middle of God's will. And I, you know, people say, be safe. I want to say, I don't want to be safe. I want to follow or be chasing the wild goose. Almost said wild turkey, but I've already had my messed up (laughs) word for tonight, so one's enough. Yeah. Yeah. Danny? Different spirit. Well, the the story I told about the the campfire thing, if I look now in perspective, is foreshadowing to where I am now with you guys and Mm -hmm. boot camps. and I mean, it's all there. Mm -hmm. And I think you could summarize what we're talking about. I wasn't going to do this, but I got to. That Chasing the wild goose is better than winging it, Robbie. (laughs) Yeah, thank you for sharing that, Danny. Uh, (laughs) Seriously, I mean that. Uh, (laughs) Boot camps, you know, one of the things, and we've talked about it, I think, a couple times on the the show, but we don't often talk about it. Um, You know, boot camps, when we do them, there's certain parts of the boot camp that's somewhat structured. There are certain talks that we do at every boot camp. But there's an element that's completely Holy Spirit-led. You know, there's a lot of things about the boot camp that's Holy Spirit-led. We pray before the boot camp asking for the strong men, you know, the ways the, the enemy's coming at us, right? And that's different every boot camp. What's, what's the campers facing? What are we facing? What's what, Holy Spirit, help us understand this, you know? And so the Holy Spirit's leading that, and, and we're chasing after him. And then, you know, just what do we do on the open times that we don't have something structured? You know, some camps we hear listening prayer. Sometimes we hear, 
you know, uh, another video from a, another ministry. The yeah, Holy Spirit's things. been known to show up at the wildfire experience a time. Yeah, time. yeah, it really showed up this last yeah, time. Right. Yeah, but it, it's it's really pretty cool. So I'd encourage you to go to masculinejourney.org to register for the upcoming boot camp. That's coming up March 31st through April 3rd. We'd love to see you there. And I know God's got some really cool things for you. I know the Holy Spirit's got some cool things for you. What I ask you to do this week is just pray uh, for two things. God, remind me of the times that I chased after the wild goose. And let me have perspective on it now. Right, because Danny, you hit the nail on the head. When I look back and see all the times that I stepped out in faith, where it kind of paid dividends down the road. And you don't see it in the midst of it. You see it by looking back. And so I'd ask you to do that. And then the second thing I'd ask you to do, along with everybody in this room, is to say, okay, Wild Goose, where are you taking me now? And just head off on with it. Talk to me, Goose. Talk to me, Goose. We'll talk to you next week. Have a wonderful week. One of my favorite things about boot camp, well, the favorite thing about boot camp is every time I go, I encounter God. And as anyone that has encountered God knows, generally speaking, it's nothing we expect. Real encounter with God out of the blue. He knew what I needed. I knew what I wanted. And those two were rarely the same thing. Register today at MasculineJourney.org. What has boot camp meant to me? That's a really tough thing to articulate. It's so deep inside me, it's ingrained in every part of me. Understanding woundedness, that's where God really caught me at my first boot camp, and also helping me step into healing and restoration from those wounds. It's kind of cool, it's like an onion. He keeps peeling back layers, and it's, it's exciting and sometimes frustrating to go there with him, but I enjoy the process and the way God leads me to freedom. Register today at masculinejourney.org. This is the Truth Network.